The following is a presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for high school sports. This is Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN. Well, I thought I was going to sneeze there for a second. I didn't want to start the show with you listening to my uh, snotty response to that. But I think I'm going to be all right. But good morning. Welcome into another edition of Scoreboard Saturday. Boy, we only got one of these left after this week. Here on News Radio KMAN, brought to you by the great folks over at WTC Communications. WTC keeping you connected with the fastest fiber network internet speeds. Get your home or business in the game online at WTCKS.com. That's WTCKS.com. I am your host, of course, A.J. Shaw, the one and only A.J. Shaw. (laughs) There are actually many A.J. Shaws out there. I actually knew an A.J. Shaw growing up. Actually, no, his name was not A.J. Shaw. It was something else. But um, Glad to be with you all on this Saturday morning, the first Saturday of March And like I said, we only have one more episode of Scoreboard Saturday uh, for the rest of the high school season this year. That'll be next week, uh, depending on how our area teams uh, do. Uh, But we have a few area teams remaining. Of course, we have uh, the Manhattan Eye Indians, the girls team. We have both Frankfurt teams, and we have the Rock Creek boys who are playing in their sub-state championship later tonight. And depending on how all those games go, because Frankfurt is playing, um, the two teams are playing Clifton Clyde in the Stubbs State Championship, we could only have one team going to state. Who knows? Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we'll have multiple teams going to state. So uh, hopefully we'll have a, a final episode for you next Saturday, March 9th, to wrap this whole show up for the year. It's been it's been a ride for sure, and uh, looking forward to seeing which teams go the furthest. I mentioned the Manhattan Eye Indian girls team. They were down in Liberal, Kansas last night. That's what we'll lead the show off with. Later on in the program, we'll be joined by Frankfurt boys coach Adam Schreiner. His team going to be playing Clifton Clyde later today uh, in the sub-state championship. Frankfurt girls, Brian Ebert's team going to also play Clifton Clyde girls, which is pretty incredible that we have uh, two sub-state championships with the same teams going in it over at Mankato, Rock Hills, and then, of course, Rock Creek and Ottawa. We'll also look around at some of the other sub-state games going on uh, across the state of Kansas from 6A all the way down to 1A Division II. Uh, but first, we start off with the Manhattan Indians, the Manhattan Lady Indians at Liberal Kansas last night. Had to make a five-hour drive down there, down near the Oklahoma border, if you've ever been down there. Uh, Trey Coverdale was down there. And a 61-55 to victory uh, for the Manhattan Indians girls, girls team uh, as they move on to Wichita and the state championship round for the first time since 2018. Scott Mall, their head coach, leading them there. Maxine Deering, cat ball, big games for them. And, uh, of course, Troy Coverdale was down there and has his recap on this one. For the first time since 2018, the Manhattan High girls are headed to the 6A state tournament. They held off Liberal in the sub-state final 
all the way down in Liberal on a Friday night. 45-39, the final in favor of Manhattan High. Catball hitting seven of eight free throws down the stretch in the fourth quarter to ice the victory for the Indians and hold Liberal at bay. But it was Maxine Deering and Delaney Larson who led the way, scoring in the contest. Deering with 15, Larson with 14. No points bigger than in the third quarter when Liberal had gotten to within a point at 22-21, only to have Manhattan explode for back-to-back threes from Deering and Larson to push the lead back out to seven, and they would not see Liberal get any closer than two the rest of the way. Shamani Lewis led the way for Liberal with 14 as their season ends at 15-7. and seven. The Indians were just the second team to come into the big house this season and leave with a victory. The other was Hayes in February, a team that Manhattan beat way back in December when building on a seven-game winning streak. But the Indians took advantage of liberal turnovers, missed free throws, and the Indians made the most of the opportunities as they get out of liberal with the victory and will head for Wichita as one of two Centennial League teams in the 6A tournament next week. 45-39, the Manhattan final as the Indians advance to the 6A tournament. For Scoreboard Saturday, I'm Troy Coverdale. Thank you, Troy. And uh, I forgot to mention in there, Delaney Larson also with a big game last night. Maxine Deering had 15, Delaney with 14. Cat Ball, of course, hitting the seven of eight free throws. And, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, you know, this is kind of a big upset. It's not an upset. Manhattan High got off to a fantastic start, if you recall. This is a girls team who's very, very talented. They're very deep. They're healthy now. And, and, you know, Liberal's a good team. No one is disputing that. But this should not be a surprise to many. Manhattan High is pretty darn good. And the ladies now 12-10 and 10, uh, as they are in a pretty good position right now heading into state. Uh, Shimani Lewis had 14 to lead uh, the Redskins of Liberal High School. Uh, but in the end, the Indians come away with the victory. And uh, the man of the hour really was head coach Scott Mall, one of the greatest coaches ever not just in Manhattan High history, but in Kansas high school basketball history, and he caught up with Troy after the ball game. Key points in this ball game: they close to within one early second half, and you get two big threes back to back from Maxine Deering and from uh, from uh, Delaney Larson. Really set the tone for the down the stretch because you gained a lot of confidence. It looked like. Yeah, that was definitely two big shots. We got a little cushion there. We kind of gave it away a little bit after that, which disturbed me. We got a little bit of a hurry, but boy, those were two huge shots because it, it was everything was so tight. To get that gap right there was was just something special. To get a, a little more distance between us and them was huge. One of the things that uh, played out through the course of this one, I really felt that aided you was the fact that uh, it at times looked like that they were really harassed by what you were doing defensively. Yeah, I thought our girls did. You know, we had a plan for how we wanted to guard them, and the girls really did a good job. We gave up some stuff inside, but they're very physical on the boards and stuff, so they got some rebounds. But then we were still challenged them inside, so they didn't hit all those. But, you know, we, we, we knew uh, 23 is such a good player for them, and our girls did a great job on her. I don't think she scored too many. And then we did a good job. We have some tough matchups because they play with three forwards a lot, but our girls really did a super job. One of the things that does stand out as well to me is that your seniors come out of this with an opportunity to play at state, but they also do it by being such contributors for you tonight. 
Jimenez gets an opportunity to start for you because of the fact that she maybe is a little more active and, and can do some flexibility things that maybe the others on your team don't offer, but then you throw in what Max does and what Emery does for this team, and, and they really have propelled you on this uh, opportunity. Oh, yeah, they, you know, we depend a lot on Maxine, both, both ends of the court, and she does super. Emery does such a great job with the ball, and defensively, she's just outstanding. We challenged her. She had to guard a big girl tonight, which she usually doesn't have to guard. And, and second half, they came out wanting to go right after Leah, and they scored right away. But the next time, Leah got around and got a big steal for us. That was big because then they had to kind of change what they wanted to do. But it was obvious they were going to go in and go at her, and she came out and make a play, which is what Leah does. How much fun do you have coaching this team? Oh, they're a great bunch. You know, they're so competitive. They played so tough all year. It was fine. You know, they deserve to get rewarded for how they played against some really good teams. It was great. You, know, you always love it when good kids, good people get rewarded, and they earned this reward. Head coach Scott Mall, the girls' head coach for Manhattan High Girls Basketball. Thanks to him uh, for sitting down with Troy after the ball game, and thanks to Troy Coverdale for that interview and wrap. And number 23 is Haley Contreras, a senior. Pretty good player. Uh, I also mentioned uh, Shamari Lewis, the sophomore forward. She's also pretty darn good. And we mentioned 2018, the last time Manhattan girls made uh, the state championships. The last time they were in it, they were a 4C. They went up against uh, Centennial League rival Washburn Rural, ended up falling in that game by 13. Good news, though, is Olathe, Olathe, Olathe East was able to take down Washburn Rural in the next round. Then Derby went on to win the state championship that year. But this is a pretty cool moment for those seniors because they get an opportunity uh, to go to state and play in Wichita uh, and get an opportunity for a state title. That's a pretty good experience, especially because it's the last time some of them may be playing. You never know. And there are some incredibly good players on the Manhattan High ladies team, Maxine Deering, Cat Ball, Delaney Larson. You know, he mentioned Sanchez. She got a chance to start last night. She did a very good job handling her own on defense as uh, Manhattan comes away with the win. Looking at the 6A bracket right now, four substates going on. Uh, the winner's already being determined uh, out of 6A. Topeka, uh, Washburn Rural, of course, they were able to take down Wichita South last night, 47-34. to So they are the substate champion out in substate four. Of course, Manhattan, the substate champions in three. Derby, the substate champions out of substate two. They take down Wichita East by 31-69-38. And then finally, Wichita Heights, one of the, the number one team in the entire substate for 6A West. Uh, they ended up taking down Wichita Southeast by a 43-25 final. So outside of Manhattan's win, they had the closest win last night, the uh, Indians did. But that doesn't mean anything in the end. Just a note that I wanted to make there. Uh, over on the east portion of the 6A girls bracket, Shawnee Mission South comes away with a victory over Olathe North. 47-32 the final in that one. Over in the substate two, Shawnee Mission Northwest takes down Olathe West in overtime, a 56-51 win. That's an overtime win on the road in a hostile environment uh, for Shawnee Mission Northwest. Pretty darn impressive. Uh, in substate three, Olathe South, your winners. They take down Blue Valley from Mount Overland Park, 59-33. And over in substate four, 
Blue Valley North ends up being your champions out there. A 39-35 win over Blue Valley Northwest as they win the sub-state portion of 6A East on the girls' side. So it's down to eight now. Those teams move on to Wichita next week. Seating not out yet. We should probably know that by the start of the week on Monday. But overall, that pretty impressive stuff for the Manhattan Indians as they move on to Wichita for the first time since 2018. When we come back, we'll dive into Manhattan boys. Their game was on Monday. Fortunately, did not end the way they wanted to. Mitch Fortner sat down with Benji George and also had a recap of that one. We'll discuss more and look at some other sub-states across the state of Kansas next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by WTC Communications. Back here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN. AJ Shaw with you, your host. I was not able to catch what the Cabo promotion was, uh, who's going to be our sponsored uh, business this week that's going to be supporting our um, BriggsAuto.com passport to Cabo. Mitch mentioned it, and then I just completely blanked on it because I was focusing on something else. But BriggsAuto.com... Passport to Cabo. We're giving away an all-expense-paid trip next February to Cabo. That's eight days and seven nights, which includes a two-bedroom beach front condo at Villa La Valencia, plus a flight for two out of Manhattan Regional Airport down in Cabo San Lucas. Last week, Furniture Warehouse was our uh, sponsored business who was helping us out. And 10 instant finalists were drawn we were serving out hot dogs, chips, and drinks during the live broadcast. I believe Dave G was down there from K-Rock. So, yeah, um, you'll probably know more about that on Monday, or if you're listening throughout the show today, that ad might play again. So, uh, yeah, it's a great thing to check out. You should uh, definitely definitely try to uh, get involved in the, final, in the finalists. Try to uh, register. You never know. You might have an opportunity to win – uh, on all-expense-paid trip next February to Cabo San Lucas. This is a beautiful, beautiful uh, Villa La Valencia, this village. This 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 place, this condo is beautiful. Drum Tang has stayed there before, I'm told. And uh, if you haven't registered yet, what are you doing? Go to our uh, sponsored business next Friday and register, and you may have an opportunity to be in the finals. All right. Let's dive into the Manhattan boys now. Things not as uh, stellar for them as it should have been, but in the end, it happens. They took on Wichita South on Wednesday. It ended in a defeat. Uh, unfortunately, that's just how things go sometimes, but they put up a great fight throughout. Mitch Fortner had the recap on that one. For the Manhattan boys basketball team and their 2023-24 season, as they hosted a 7-10 matchup on the west side of the 6A bracket, a sub-state semifinal did not go their way. After a strong second half from Wichita South, the Indians fall by 14 points to the Titans, 70-56. to As Wichita South outscored Manhattan in the second half, 41-22. to Still a hot night from the field from senior Jason Kim, who finished with 22 points and hit five threes in the game. Also, senior Asher Newcomer finished in double figures with 11. Wichita South had a force down low in 6'5 big man Asa Tarver, who finished with a team-high 19 points, three other Titans in double figures. With the early exit for the Indians, 
Their season finishes with a record of 12-9. and For Wichita South, they'll play for a sub-state championship game on Saturday at Junction City. Their record is now 10-11. and The Manhattan boys end their season with an upset loss to Wichita South last night at home, 70-56. to I'm Mitch Fortner, News Radio KMAN. Thank you, Mitch. They will move on. Wichita South does to take on Wichita East, who uh, shockingly took down Junction City in overtime, 75-65. Junction City came into that game 18-2. They were the champs of the Centennial League. Nick Perez's team looked to be the favorite out of the sub-state number two. Unfortunately, just not to be as both Manhattan and Junction City go down. It would have been uh, interesting to see that matchup had both the Indians and the Blue Jays won. Uh, It would have been the third time these two teams had matched up this season. We would have had that for you tonight, but in the end, uh, they go down to defeat, and it's a Wichita East-Wichita South battle for the sub-state champion later today at 5 o'clock at Wichita South High School. Mitch also had an opportunity to sit down with Head coach Benji George, the Manhattan Boys coach for the final time this season. Mitch Fortner courtside now with Manhattan Boys head coach Benji George. Um, clearly not the way you expected this season to end on your home floor in a sub-state semifinal, but let's talk about Wichita South for a second. No Parker Hargrave, their 6'8 junior. Instead they start Asa Tarver, who was averaging three points a game off the bench. Just He was kind of an unstoppable force there for a while in the second half. Yeah, as a team, you, I mean, you kind of know what your strengths and weaknesses are. And, you know, our strengths are uh, wanting the game to be wide open, you know, perimeter shooting, um, fast-paced. Um, and if and every team has an Achilles. Uh, you know, ours, ours now I can say it because our season's over. But, you know, our Achilles is definitely physicality and just that size that we can't, we can't replicate it in practice. And, and when you have a team that's as physical as Wichita South. And that's, I mean, it, on some level, it's just the brand of City League basketball. And um, we just didn't do a good enough job of having our guys ready for the level of physicality they were going to see. I mean, they, you know, we didn't play through contact well. And every time we got contact, we just, it, it kind of became just an excuse to lose the basketball. And, and we lost the basketball way too much. And then they're in transition. And, you know, and then rebounding was the other area where physicality affected us. And um, we just, we just didn't have an answer for it. I mean, and and all year long, I, I kind of knew, you know, that was the storm we were going to have to weather. Was when we ran into a really physical team, um, and we just we just we just couldn't match it. Uh, going back to the physicality, I mean, it, it seemed like you just couldn't get a, a possession without them getting a tip on a right. pass, or you know, they're poking the ball from away right. from behind. I mean. When that kind of thing is happening so consistently for an opponent, that is it so hard to keep that out of your head that you're just waiting for the defense to come poke it away from behind when you want to drive it or something? Yeah, they just, I mean, they generated so many more possessions with their physicality and their ability to get to loose balls and their ability to create loose balls. Um, I mean, you go back through the game, you know, just they're, they're – they're, again, just ability to create extra possessions. Every every extra possession is worth somewhere between a point or two you know, for your own team. And they created so many more possessions for themselves uh, than we did. And, and between the loose balls and the rebounds and the times they knocked the ball away from us, that we just couldn't overcome that. You know, I was a senior once upon a time, and I remember how hard it is to play that last game and how you, you know, for some of these guys, this is the last time they'll, you know, wear a basketball uniform. Uh, same thing with football players. For a lot of them, it's the last time they wear a football uniform. Yeah. 
Jason Kim finishes his career at Manhattan High with 22 points and five threes. Asher Newcomer finishes with 11 points. Unfortunately, you know, Ian McNabb couldn't play tonight, but you also have special seniors in, in Elijah McFadden and Max Standard and, and Miles Braxmeyer, who is just such a great passer and a leader as a point guard. You know, when you think about the senior class in this team, this group of guys, what, what stands out to you the most? Well, I, you know, I think, again, I think it's our season theme, Rise Together. I mean, um, they did such a good job of replacing, you know, what we had to replace above and beyond. I mean, we needed a scorer, and Jason turned into that. Um, Miles is one of the best point guards I've ever coached and a floor general. I, if we could have got two more games, he would have really had a chance at the school record for assists, and I desperately wanted that for him. Um, and then, I, you know, I mean, I think we, we saw who Asher was tonight with his ability to step out and hit threes and, and, and do some damage in the paint. And then I thought we saw who Max and who Elijah was. I mean, Max had that really tough finish the first half, and, and that's kind of who he is. He's, he's probably our most physical player and plays great defense. And then, you know, Elijah got his hand on some balls and, and got some punctures in the paint. And they each complement each other's talents so well. Um, I'm, I'm really going to miss coaching him. I... You know, we started the summer with, you know, from where we started, it, it was a group. We looked like a deer in the headlights this summer, you know, and just to go from that to where we are, um, even with an early exit in the playoffs, I think season-wide, if, if the journey is the reward, uh, you know, they've given us a heck of a reward, and, and I hope we've been able to give them a reward with the journey because from where they started to where they got to, um, it's pretty special. Well, I want to thank you for your uh all your flexibility with me for the pregame yep. interviews and postgame. And I know this is not where you wanted it to end, but uh, still a heck of a season. And, Coach, I want to thank you for your time, and uh, thanks for stopping by once again. Yep, thank you. It's Manhattan head coach Benji George here courtside as Manhattan. Uh, their season comes to an end with a 14-point loss to Wichita South. Final score is 70-56. Uh, to 56. Manhattan ends their year 12-9. and nine. That was Mitch Fortner once again. And, uh, Benji George also, I we have never spoken before. If you're out there listening, thank you, of course, for your uh, your help on the show throughout the year. We've always been using these interviews, and uh, it was a pleasure to get to watch Manhattan High boys. Unfortunately, we wish we could have gone a little bit further, see your guys go a little bit further, but in the end, uh, it's a great learning experience for some of the young guys as they move on to next season. By the way, uh, the 6A Girls State Tournament is out. This actually came out last night while we were all asleep, so that no wonder I didn't know it was out because <laughs> I was not up at 2.30 in the morning, unlike most people my age. Uh, Manhattan girls will be an 8 seed. They will take on Shawnee Mission South for an, in an 8-1 matchup on against Wichita. We don't know the day exactly yet, uh, probably Wednesday, but that's going to be a tough ball game. Shawnee Mission South comes in 21-1, and thanks to Charles Chaney, by the way, with the Butler County Times-Gazette. Uh, great guy that we've used, uh, used his stuff on the show before. But yeah, Manhattan High will be an eighth seed. If they go and win that game, uh, it would be either Blue Valley North or Olathe South who are playing in a 4-5 matchup. That would be the next game. And then on the other side, you got Washburn Rural, who's a 7th seed, and Wichita Heights, which is a 2 seed, and Shawnee Mission Northwest and Derby in the 3-6 matchup. So that is the 6A Girls State Tournament. We'll probably know the boys' stuff tomorrow. Uh, because we don't have a show, I'll make sure to retweet that out or whatever if you're interested in that. Uh, just follow me on Twitter, at RealShawFather on Twitter. No reason why I came up with that name. Just thought it was funny. There's a reason. I'd just rather not get into it. Um, on we'll get into the we'll get into the 4A girls one as well. 
Uh, May South's a top seed. They'll take on Great Bend. Shawnee Heights will take on Casey Piper. Andover will take on Highland Park. That'll be a good game. That's a 2-7 matchup. Andover's 18-4. Highland Park's 21-1. The only reason why they're a 2 seed is because May South is undefeated. And then DeSoto and Cape and Mount Carmel, that's a 3-6 matchup in 5A. In 4A, Wellington's the top seed for 4A girls. They'll take on Andale, uh, Ottawa, and McPherson in a 4-5 matchup. Clearwater and Fort Scott in the 2-7 matchup. And Labette County against Bishop Miege in the 3-6 matchup. When we come back... We'll dive into how our area teams are doing. We mentioned Rock Creek. We mentioned Frankfurt. How do Amigo and Riley County do, as well as Blue Valley Randolph? We'll go around the state of Kansas, give you scores and everything. It's coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN, powered by WTC Communications. Scoreboard Saturday, the show, News Radio KMAN, the station. AJ Shaw, your host here on this Saturday. Good morning, everybody, if you're just joining us. Don't forget, we have a podcast if you miss any of the show. We upload it right after the show is finished. You go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or our website, newsradiokman.com. Type in K-Man Scoreboard Saturday. Hit follow, and you'll never miss an episode. We post the whole show after it's all over. NFL Combine wrapping up this weekend in Indianapolis. Chicago Bear fan here, getting a little bit too excited for the number one pick. <laughs> I know my uh, good friends back home who listen to the podcast know what I'm talking about, and uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know how how much of a Bears fan I am and how much of a Chicago sports fan I am. I'm I'm a lot like K State fans. I'm a diehard man. I bleed the orange the orange and blue. A lot like K-State fans, and I bleed the purple and white, of course. Not as much, though, as these diehard K-State fans. I mean, we got K-State fans I know around here that have been fans for 40 years, going back to the 70s and 80s when the team was winning, you know, one, two games a year. But I appreciate their loyalty just as much because I know what it's like being a Chicago fan when you've seen a lot of mediocre play. I'm not saying K-State's mediocre, but over the years, you know, before K-State finally started to hit its stride under Bill Snyder in the 90s and 2000s. But, yeah, NFL Drive Combine wrapping up. Caleb Williams probably going to be the number one pick unless uh, the Bears decide to go with another player. A lot of talk about what they'll be doing with Justin Fields, their current quarterback, and uh, I'm going to just save it for that. I don't think you want to listen to me rant about Justin Fields and the Bears. We get back into high school basketball now as we uh, dive into some of the uh, other games going on. In the last segment, of course, we – uh, gave you the matchups for the girls' bracket. I only have uh, 6A through 4A so far. Uh, but over on the boys' side, we mentioned May South uh, was the champions. Uh, over in, uh, yeah, May South were the champions over on the west side for the boys. Cape and Mount Carmel, they were the champs. Uh, Great Ben, they end up becoming the champs. And uh, Andover. No, this is 5A. I'm sorry. This is 5A boys. They had their games last night for a second. I had to got to slow down here for a second. I get a little too excited once in a while. Uh, but over on the 5A west side, uh, May South 
Cape and Mount Carmel, Andover, and Great Bend are your sub-state champions. Great Bend took down Hutchinson 65-54. to Andover took down Topeka West 69-61. Cape and Mount Carmel takes down Goddard Eisenhower 72-42. And uh, Mays South takes down Andover Central 56-31 over on the west portion of the 5A substate bracket. Over on the east side, Highland Park out of Topeka takes down Bonner Springs 80-48. Kansas City Piper takes down Blue Valley Southwest 67-57. Shawnee Heights High School able to take down St. Thomas Aquinas at Overland Park 64-62 in overtime. They scare. They take. They survive a scare at home, and DeSoto takes down Pittsburgh, sixty-eight to forty-eight, on the five A West portion. For four A West boys, they will have their sub-state championship games later tonight. McPherson will take on Concordia in a one versus eight matchup. McPherson is unbeaten at twenty and zero for the season. They took down Bueller sixty one twenty two on Wednesday. Well, Concordia took down Rose Hill in overtime fifty one forty four. Hugoton they took down Augusta fifty four to thirty five as they'll take on Wellington. They host Wellington later tonight. That's a five o'clock tip in that one as they were able to upset Mulvane in a seven ten matchup. 44 to 42. Although Wellington is definitely no slouch at 12 and 8 for the season now 13 and 8. To Wanda Circle, they ended up taking down Ulysses 65-54 on Wednesday, and they'll take on Scott Community High School, who were able to defeat Andale as an 11 seed, 39-35, and then finally Abilene. One of the best teams in the state of Kansas, the winners of the uh, North Central Kansas League on the boys' side. They took down Chapman, a rival of theirs, 59-48. Meanwhile, they'll take on Pratt, who took down Clay Center, 50-44. So Abilene and Pratt later tonight. That's a 5 o'clock tip on the 4A west portion of the bracket. On the east side, Atchison was able to take down El Dorado 70-32. Hopefully I said that right. I know somebody got mad the other day at somebody mispronouncing El Dorado. Uh, Udora able to take down Parsons 53-47. Atchison wins 70-32, so it'll be Atchison and Parsons for the sub-state title later tonight. Baldwin able to take down Independence. That one way. That one wasn't even close, 83-35. to Meanwhile, Lewisburg takes down Coffeyville Kinley on the road. They had to go a long way. I'm shoot for that one. Uh, that won a 68-58 final. Rock Creek, one of our area teams, they'll be playing in a uh, sub-state championship game later tonight at home. They took down Bishop Miege 55-46. Remember, we talked with Justin Smith, their head coach, last week. Bishop Miege, definitely no slouch. They are a team that put up a good fight in that one. Ottawa will be the Mustangs' opponent tonight. They were able to take down Holton, 52-29. to Chanute, they ended up taking down Wamigo Boys, who put up a good fight in the end. Wamigo's season comes to an end, a 54-50 loss for them. Well, meanwhile, Fort Scott took down Tonganoxie by a score of 64-36. to So it'll be Chanute and Fort Scott for the sub-state title later tonight. In Class 3A, yeah, there's a lot of teams that we're going to have to go through all I can say is Riley County boys did go down to defeat uh, to Rossville on the road, as did Riley County girls. Uh, do we got? Yeah, we got some time right here. We could dive into 5A East girls and 5A West girls. Uh, in 5A East, uh, Topeka Seaman ended up taking down 
J.C. Harmon High School out of Kansas City. Uh, that was a 2-0 forfeit. J.C. Harmon uh, didn't even have enough players to dress for that one as Topeka Seaman moves on to take on Bishore Linwood, who defeated uh, Sumner Academy 63-25 to in that one. DeSoto takes down Lansing 58-19. They'll play Shawnee Heights later tonight. That's a 5 o'clock tip that'll be at DeSoto. And uh, Topeka Highland Park, they were able to – actually, they went down to defeat. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Topeka Highland Park, as they go down to a 14-seeded Pittsburgh team, 44-42. They'll take on Blue Valley Southwest, who also picked up a sort of an upset victory, beating a six-seeded Spring Hill team, 60-52. to St. Thomas Aquinas, they were able to take down Leavenworth High School out of Leavenworth, Kansas – where the uh, federal prison once was. St. Thomas Aquinas uh, able to pick up a 66-13 victory. By the way, the other one, St. James Academy on Lenexa, wins it by 30-55-25 over Bonner Springs. That is on the 5A East portion. On the 5A West portion, Andover, unbeaten, took down Goddard Eisenhower, 52-32. They'll take on Hutchinson later tonight, who was able to pick up a victory in a 9-8 matchup against Cape and Mount Carmel. That'll fall in a 41-37 win. Mays South, they were able to take down Arkansas City, a final in that one, 52-29. They'll take on Valley Center later tonight, who took down Salina South by a final of 51-33 on Wednesday. Emporia, one of the better teams in the state of Kansas, the winners of the Centennial League on the girls' side. They'll take on Great Bend. Emporia beat Topeka West in a Centennial League matchup, 65-35. Great Bend took down Salina Central, 46-42. Bishop Carroll ends up defeating Andover Central 49-41, while Hayes takes down Goddard in overtime 53-45. So it'll be Bishop Carroll and Hayes uh, for the sub-state championship later today. These are all 5 o'clock tips, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in uh, going out to any of these games. For a West, uh, Wellington took down Ulysses 43-12 and then takes down Scott Community in the championship game. Wellington, the sub-state champions. Scott Community beat Bueller 60-47 the other night. McPherson, your sub-state champions. They took down Clay Center girls who were the champions of the NCKL on the girls' side. 68-55, the Lady Tigers season comes to an end after going 13-9 and this season. That was a, a, a league that looked like Wamigo was going to end up winning, but in the end, uh, not to, not they couldn't unfortunately finish it off because of some injuries near the end of the season. We'll get into Wamigo girls in just a minute. Uh, Brian McIntosh's team, uh, Clearwater, your other sub-state champions, they were able to take down Concordia last night. A very good Concordia team out of the NCKL, uh, 45 to 33. Over on the east portion of 4A girls. Fort Scott, one of your sub-state champions, as we mentioned. They took down Independence 50-39. Shawnee Bishop-Miege, they were able to take down, uh, I don't know why I said Shawnee Bishop-Miege. I guess I got a little, uh, I guess I, I, yeah, I screwed it up right there. That's what happened. They took down Eudora 48-25. Shawnee Bishop-Miege, why am I saying that again? My goodness. This is what happens when you start reading things. It just gets programmed in your head. Uh, they took down Rock Creek, one of our area teams, 61-22 to the other night. Eudora beat Parsons to get to the sub-state championship. Ottawa, they are a sub-state champion. 
They ended up beating Baldwin last night by a score of 45-28. to And then finally, Labette County is a sub-state champion. They took down Chanute, who upset Wamigo on Tuesday, 47-43. to We mentioned Wamigo had a bunch of injuries. They lost Riley Meinhardt. They lost Leslie Hecht. I'm not taking any shots at Chanute. I'm sure they're a good team. They put up a good fight, but... You have to think if Wamigo was healthy, they make a little bit of a further run. They're, they're one of the best teams in the state of Kansas for that reason. So those are your sub-state victors. I would go through 3A and all that other stuff, but I would have to go through 16 different brackets. But we can say Riley County uh, got beat by Rossville. The girls and the boys teams were taken down. Thought Riley County girls might have a bit of a, a shot to maybe make a run. They were playing pretty good down the stretch. Uh, but not able to defeat a very good Rossville team in the 3A bracket. That's the music. When we come back, we'll sit down with Frankfurt head coach Adam Schreiner and take a look at 1A Division I and 1A Division II. That's all coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN, powered by W. Back here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN. After our final break of the show. A.J. Shaw with you. As we dive now into 1A Division I and 1A Division II, Adam Schreiner, our guest, the Frankfurt High coach. And, Coach, uh, I know we were talking that uh, you were watching the game last night, uh, Clifton Clyde. Uh, they were The Frankfurt girls were able to beat Clifton Clyde. And my first question that I have for you is, how does it kind of feel for you as a program and for your high school as well as the community of Frankfurt to have uh, both teams in the state championship? Oh, I think it's wonderful. I mean, our girls program has been doing very well recently, and, you know, we're trying to kind of follow in what they've done. So I think it's great for the school and for the community to have both teams there and with that opportunity to to go and do something special that I don't think has been done at Frankfurt before, both boys and girls. So hopefully we can try to do something like that. Absolutely. So uh, Osborne, your opponent on Thursday, you pick up the 61-55 to victory. Uh, they came in, they'd only lost one game all year. They were the number one team in your sub-state bracket. Uh, how much did you know about them coming in when you were going into the game on Thursday? Oh, we knew that they were a really good team. I mean, obviously their record shows that, and they have a couple kids that can straight up score the basketball. So we knew we had our work cut out for us, but um, one thing I'll say about our league is it kind of prepares you for everything. So I think this win is a testament to the kids, uh, the work they put in, but also the league that we get a chance to play in. Absolutely. Um, what were some of the keys to the victory on Thursday? What what kind of got, went into your guys' success? Uh, we hit some shots. I think there in the second quarter, I want to say maybe we hit five three-pointers and we moved the ball around well. And and other than hitting shots, I thought we did very well defensively, rotated some guys around on the Hamill kid and just tried to make him uncomfortable. He's such a good scorer that, you know, he's going to find a way to get points. But I thought collectively as a team, the the kids battled extremely hard defensively and then played unselfish basketball and put the ball in the hole. Awesome. Clifton Clyde comes up next. These guys are familiar. You've played them already. You played them back in January. They uh, unfortunately handed defeat to you. You also played them in the TVL tournament. So this will be the third time you're facing them. Uh, what has to go differently, you think, for you guys tomorrow night in that game that didn't go that same way for you in the first two games? Well, we got to take care of the basketball. I mean, in both those games, I mean, they're 
uh, highly contested basketball game. So we know we got a shot tomorrow, but we got to cherish possessions and make each and every one count because it's just a possession here or a possession there that can change the complexion of a game. And I think if we cherish the ball and play good defense and rebound, then, then we'll have a shot. But they're a very well-coached team and a good team. Absolutely. Um, you look ahead at state. How much experience does your team have coming in when it comes to like a state-like atmosphere, you would think? Uh, state atmosphere, I'm not sure. I mean, just obviously the setting's different. But, uh, again, back to our league, I think playing in that TBL tournament sets you up for different environments and different settings. And, you know, that's just a great tournament to play in. So, as far as being out at Colby or anything like that, not much experience, but these kids have played in some big games. Absolutely. Um, who who have been some kind of the key performers for you so far this postseason? Uh, Wes Anderson has hit some shots and, and played good defense. And then, like, mm-hmm. Lane Wiseau and Ty Smith have really stepped up defensively and, you know, kind of accepted that role of they can be those guys to go out and get some stops and, Carter Olson stepped up big time for us last uh, last game and knocked in free throws there when it counted and did an exceptional job. And you now then we got two posts and Fred Rosequist and who they say that I mean they they work well together and play unselfish basketball and are just kind of those blue guys that do the right things. My final question for you is. As you go into tomorrow, what's kind of the thing you're saying to your team as they're going into this game for you? Well, we're just saying enjoy the moment. You know, you get four years to play in different things like this, and, you know, you've set yourself up to be in a big-time game with a familiar opponent, and it's just enjoying that moment, enjoying that atmosphere, and going out and, you know, playing Frankfurt basketball and seeing what we can accomplish. Well, I know guys are probably itching at the bit to get out there and uh, get on the hardwood tomorrow and pick up a big win. Coach, good luck to your team. It's uh, been a pleasure getting to cover them throughout the season, and uh, hopefully we can talk next week and the lead-up to a state championship. Thank you. We appreciate that. Head coach Adam Schreiner, boys basketball coach at Frankfurt High School. His team takes on Clifton Clyde later tonight. 5 o'clock tip from Clifton Clyde High School. We'll take a look here at the 1A Division I uh, boys bracket and then the girls bracket as we have a few minutes left in our show here today. Uh, Clifton Clyde got here because they were able to take down uh, the host school, Mankato Rock Hills, uh, by a score of 62-28 on Thursday. So that's why Clifton Clyde boys are in the position that they're in to take on Frankfurt. On the girls' side, Clifton Clyde girls were able to take down Osborne 43-41. That game went down to the final shot. Uh, the TVL, if you follow TVL Sports Spotlight on Twitter, they're fantastic. Go ahead and give them a follow. Uh, they have every single game out of the Twin Valley League, and they give you up-to-the-minute updates on that. So give them a follow. Well, that's a 6.30 tip later tonight. Frankfurt is the host school. Uh, Frankfurt girls last night dominated Washington County 63-23. Both those games are at Mankato Rock Hills High School. So if you're on your way out there, if you're out and you got some time this evening, go out to those games. Watch the Frankfurt boys and the Frankfurt girls, and hopefully uh, by the time we're sitting here next Saturday, they'll be playing in a state championship game. Uh, both those teams are very talented. Frankfurt girls especially, Brian Ebert's team or Ebert's team, has always been uh, one of the top teams in the state of Kansas. And Frankfurt boys trying to do the same thing there, uh, having a great season as well. 
Uh, Division two, 1A Division two, the Blue Valley Randolph substate. Uh, Blue Valley Randolph put up a good fight. The boys certainly did. Uh, they went and took on the top-seeded team in Axel the other night, and uh, they they had a big lead in that ball game, and they had a big advantage for sure. Uh, Blake Franz's team going into that game, uh, they led 23-9. They were at home for the substate, uh, but unfortunately in the end it did not finish the way they wanted to. They go down 59-44. Uh, Hanover was able to pick up a win as well, so Axtell Boys and Hanover, a 5 o'clock tip tonight at Blue Valley Randolph High School uh, for the substate championship. Would have been nice to see Blue Valley Randolph Boys because that team was hot, man. They were playing good, and they were definitely feeding off their home crowd in that first half. Uh, but unfortunately, in the end, not able uh, to finish what they wanted to do. On the girls' side, same thing. It'll be Axtell and Hanover. Uh, as uh, That'll be a 6-30 game. So uh, the 1A Division 2, 1A Division 1, our, our area teams in their sub-states, we're seeing the same teams playing each other. Hanover girls, very, very good. Beat Lynn by 30 last night, 54-24. to Axtell, who was a three-seed coming in but had a losing record, they beat Pike Valley 61-27, to so that's why they're sitting in the position there, and that's a 6.30 tip tonight from Blue Valley Randolph High School in Randolph, Kansas. couple of notes before we get out of here today. Busy sports day for us here on News Radio KMAN. Manhattan High, uh, not Manhattan High, I'm sorry, Kansas State uh, basketball, women's basketball, they're at Texas Tech today. A 1.30 pregame, a 2 o'clock tip here on KMAN, also on our sister station, Sunny 102.5. We have K-State men later tonight. They're going to be at Cincinnati. That's a 5 o'clock pregame, 6 o'clock tip here on K-Man and 101.5 K-Rock. And we'll also have K-State baseball today as they take on UMass Lowell in that one. Uh, that is an online-only broadcast at 12.30 pregame with a 1 o'clock first pitch. That'll be on our website at uh, newsradiokman.com. We'll be back next week for our final show It'll be 8 o'clock. It'll be our last show. Yeah, it's going to be sad. I know you guys are going to miss listening to my voice every single Saturday at this time. Of course, don't forget to check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts at. You can also go to our website, newsradiokman.com, to check out the podcast. That's the music. It's been a pleasure, folks. Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN, powered by WTC Communications, WTC getting you connected with the fastest fiber internet network speeds. Get your home or business in the game online at WTCKS.com. WTC, online today. Have a good rest of your weekend, everybody. Go Cats.